Hi everyone and welcome to today. First, let's talk about douchebaggery. You know how there are some things that are just really, really douchey? You know, like someone double parks their car or leaves trash on the shelves at a store. Well, I got something better for you, something even more douchey than that. And this was done in 211 when Marcus Aurelius Antoninus, aka Caracalla, had his brother Publius Septimus Geta killed. Alright, so this is like monarchy stuff, shit happens, it's business, you know, nothing personal. No, no, it was it was personal, it was wholly personal, they hated each other. No, he, the, the thing that made it really douchey was the way he did it. He had his brother killed in front of their mother. And not just killed in front of their mother, killed in front of their mother at a meeting the mother had... To fix all the disagreements between them. Not cool, man. Not cool. Other things that happened, Thomas Paine publishes The American Crisis in 1776, and in 1907, 239 coal miners die in Jacobs Creek, Pennsylvania. In 1941, Adolf Hitler becomes Supreme Commander-in-Chief of the German Army. I wonder how he'll do. And in 1972, the Apollo mission I talked about on December 13th, well, they got home safe and sound today. Good for them. Oh, and in 1111, Al-Ghazali died. So, who is Al-Ghazali? Al-Ghazali is one of those incredibly influential people you've probably never heard of. Hell, I'd never have heard of him if I wasn't doing this podcast. Al-Ghazali, as the name suggests, was a Muslim. His full name is Abu Hamid Muhammad ibn Muhammad al-Ghazali. So, why is he important? Well, al-Ghazali is one of those famous and great scholars of Islam. He was a theologian, philosopher, jurist, mystic. His work is one of those things that helped put down Neoplatonism in Islam. Indeed, his writing seriously weakened it. And remember Averroes? He was basically working in a post-al-Ghazali world. In fact, al-Ghazali's work helped usher in Aristotelianism into Muslim theology, although it runs under another name, Avicennism, after Avicenna, a jurist who lived in the Islamic Golden Age. Anyway, Al-Ghazali was born somewhere in the 1050. Sources differ, and Islam uses a completely different calendar than the West, so yeah. Anyway, he was born in what is modern-day Iran. He was educated with his brother, who would go on to become another famous scholar, Al-Ghazali went on to study theology, and was eventually appointed to the prestigious Nizamiya Madrasa in Baghdad. This is a big deal as he became connected to the Caliphate Court in Baghdad. But that wasn't enough. He began to study Sufi Islam, and if you're unfamiliar with the term, Sufism is a very meditative and introspective form of Islam. It is about as close to being a monk as Islam more or less allows. And this kind of extreme introspection demands a certain level of moral standards, which, quite frankly, you can't really live up to if you're in a position of mundane power. When Al-Ghazali left Baghdad in 1095, he went to Jerusalem, Damascus, and visited the tomb of Abraham in Hebron, and vowed to never again serve political powers. However, he would break that vow in 1106, and taught at a state-sponsored schools, as well as his own personal school in his hometown until he died. His life, however, and no offense to him, isn't really that important. What is be important is what you leave behind, and boy did he leave something behind. Al-Ghazali left several works that would have wide impacts on the Islamic world. 
The first of his were about jurisprudence, law, basically. But he would go on to write a book that described the views of Islamic philosophers, and then wrote a book critiquing the views. His teachings would go further. Al-Ghazali felt that one needed to use logic to reconcile contradictions in religion. He rejected conformism and not being critical of anything, including Sharia. It's these views and arguments that helped our old friend Averroes later on down the road, which, as you'll recall, helps out us in the Western world. Muhammad al-Ghazali's teachings and works were incredibly important, and really, you should look them up rather than just listening to a short podcast about them, if, you know, you are into that sort of thing. If you have any questions or concerns, you can reach me at todayhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Alright, so that's all I have for you today. Come back tomorrow to learn that just because you have a fort does not mean you can hold out forever. Forever.